I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Welcome back to the Written By Podcast, the number one podcast in the world, right behind all the other ones. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Lego Batman. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been listening to uh, Lord and Miller were on Smartless Podcast this ooh, week. Ooh, I need to check that yeah, out. I was listening to that on the way here. Had to, had to, I just love Will Arnett, man. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because I was looking over the double date stuff, and I was like, "Will Arnett's just the best, man. Uh-huh. I, I just love Will Arnett <laughs> so much." Yeah, do you get to do this whole homage role to it? Really? Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. Is like, because I'm not Will Arnett. Uh huh. I'll never be Will Arnett. Yeah. So it was like it's literally like taking this role that we wrote for Will Arnett and kind of making it my own. Yeah, twisted version. In the, in the rehearsal, you did do a good job at that. Like you could tell this dude watches him, but he's not. He's not doing the impression. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hate most about like whenever, whenever there's like some role that needs to be cast, and like everyone's immediately like, "Oh, you need to cast this one actor that just happens to look a lot like him." It's like like, a, like but, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Sort of. I mean, more oh. like real life people. And oh, it's just like okay, yeah, there, gotcha. there's a lot more to capturing the essence of someone that just looking yeah. or sounding but. yeah for the double day it's uh I'm, I'm doing will arnett meets uh johnny depp's charlie in the chocolate factory <laughs> i i sense a lot of <laughs> nick cage energy yeah and nick, uh, so <laughs> nick cage i don't know why we're going on this uh, we got time yeah uh, so nick cage is very uh reminiscent of german expressionism yeah and he has his own shaman or whatever he calls uh, it yeah. <laughs> acting style and for some reason something about that style resonates with me uh-huh <laughs> which is like i don't even necessarily like that style yeah. but there's just something about there's a comfort in the performance that i i enjoy it mm-hmm. so i like um sing with fangs i think is a very german expressionistic yeah uh, meets the three stooges yeah <laughs> i found myself that way with like writing horror because that's not necessarily the first thing i would go to watch but i find myself just getting in the zone of writing it, it so it just, well it, it, it's fun yeah yeah <laughs> dude i really like horror as well um i'm I, you've been working on a horror project and uh, I'm very excited to hear more about that later on. Yeah, yeah. I hit I hit 40 pages today. That's I got some super, time to write on it. Yeah. Because you've only been writing it for like a few weeks, right? Yeah, about four weeks. Yeah. That's what's up. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, er, early in the season, I was talking about a different script. And for a bunch of reasons I can't get into, I've decided to just like put pause on that. And yeah. whenever, yeah, whatever, whatever I could talk about it more, it'll like all make sense. But <laughs> <laughs> so guys, make sure you're subscribed. Yeah. So we can dish all the tea. For the long, yeah. There's a lot of tea surrounding <laughs> that script. <laughs> but man, this one's been such a good palette. It's, it's, it's been nice to write something that's fun again. There was yeah. a while where the script I was writing is very 
funny, but just due to like my relationship with the subject matter, it became a little too taxied. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. But yeah, because I, I had been longing so for so long to write something fun. Now it's just like rap fried, like flying out of here. Yeah. Cause I mean, writing projects, we, we've kind of like, we've been on a roll. Like we've been working consistently, but it's like, we, uh, we wrote our first feature thing and then uh, we did the Fridges Haunted short film, which you wrote, and then we did Sing With Fangs, and then now we're doing Double... And we've been doing Written By all throughout. And so it's like, we really haven't had time to just write something weird and fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited to hear more about your thing later on. And uh, I don't have a segue. That was it. Yeah, That's let's, the end uh, of my let's get into this. Yeah. <laughs> This is our first, the listeners don't know this because of how we've been releasing them, but this is the first, like, non-guest from the Bowl episode we've done forever. Yeah. It's, it seems like we've been, oh, they've been very good job of pacing out the guests and non-guest yeah. episodes, but really, it's like we had no guests, and then we shot all bunch. the guests yeah. back to back. <laughs> yeah. This, man, this feels like we're, we're back at the roots. It's yeah, man. Like, whatever. It, yeah. We don't have to stress about the the guest getting a bad suggestion and then we all oh, the guest no yeah and we don't gotta like come in with all the i didn't even bring my laptop I usually bring it yeah. for my pitches <laughs> it didn't don't even got that just came with me that's so that's another thing is like when it's not rival pitch week yeah it feels so nice just like coming in here with nothing yeah because it's like i didn't have to do homework i didn't <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to write hot rod two before i got here <laughs> all right Let's see. I hope we get a can. good one, man. I want a we fun one. Do... Oh, look. It's Mummy. We've done... We already did it. No, we did random monster generator and generator Why does this mummy? keep happening to us? <laughs> All right. Because that happened with another one, too, where we... Oh, yeah. Uh, Survivor and then Deserted Island or something like that. <sighs> okay. Ooh. This is a good one. Okay. This is a fun one. I'm excited. We got one take. Oh, snap. It's like a 1917 yeah. one This is one I put in the bowl. And it's just, yeah, a short, that's all one shot. Okay, so it doesn't really matter what the story is as long as... As long as it could be told in, in one, one shot. shot. And it, like, you know, it lends itself to that style. Okay. Filmmaking. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so right off the bat, Jim Cummings, he did, like, a bunch of short films that are all one shot. Interesting. His his first one and the most popular one, his Thunder Road short, mm-hmm. it's just about a police officer at his mother's funeral, and he's trying to do, like, a tribute for her, mm-hmm. and it's, like, very sad and humiliating and also funny at the same time, but it's it's all shot in one take, and so it's just, like, one shot of him giving the eulogy, trying to do, like, this dance performance, and then <laughs> the camera will slightly like pan around to audience people and then back on him but it's all one shot that's crazy after a success for that he pitched something where a company that needed content was like hey make us 10 one shot short films and he did 10 one shot about i think it was 10 but yeah it was a lot nevertheless that's crazy yeah they were commercials or they were just short they're all short films yeah so what did the company why did they like we want one shot 
Do you know? I mean, that was just, I think that's what they pitched then. They just wanted stuff oh. and they liked the Thunder Road short. Oh, okay. But from from what I remember of all those shorts, like one shot's one shot things benefit a whole lot from the camera like revealing things because like you think you're looking at everything when there are no cuts but then if there's like a slight pan to something you didn't see that like changes the story oh okay yeah like okay they did they did one short and i'm totally gonna spoil it but that's fine there was it takes place around a pool or something and someone needs like the heimlich maneuver and so there's this dude that's like doing the maneuver on her and it's all like in a tight shot. Yeah. And he manages to save this person's life. He stands up and everyone's like, oh, he's a hero or whatever. That's what the audience is thinking. And then the camera starts to back up and we see that he's like in handcuffs or something or like there's a police officer behind him that puts cuffs back on and then put him in a cop car because Essentially saying that, like, he had, like, been arrested for doing something wrong, but then, like, saved someone's life. And so it, like, totally changes, like, how you see the character. Yeah, that's super cool. That's super interesting. My So, (laughs) you want to hear what I thought you were going to say? Or I knew you weren't going to say it, but I was like, this would be perfect if. Yeah. So, it's the same shot. It's this random guy. He's doing the Heimlich maneuver or whatever. He saves her life. And then we pull back, and they're at a doctor convention, and all the doctors (laughs) refuse to help. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just all the dogs yeah. are watching them <laughs> that's what i think would be funny that's kind of fun or even like you think that this person's life is in danger but then you pull back and it turns out yeah this is like the best place that could happen oh yeah yeah or it's even as like she was like it's a test dummy it's not even a real person yeah yeah <laughs> huh. oh man what would be another fun What what is like I guess let's work backwards. Uh-huh. What would be the most wild reveal that we could huh. possibly think of? Yeah. Like, what's the biggest bait and switch? So in that situation, it was someone is a hero, but mm-hmm. then we find out that they're actually a criminal. Yeah. Or even, yeah. And, like, if you had saw that they were a criminal without him doing that you would just assume that he was a bad guy but now like we know oh he's a he's, good person or he's a complicated person yeah yeah so let's just steal that <laughs> but different in a doctor convention <laughs> in a doctor convention short done 10 minutes yeah <laughs> record um oh let's we use this is let's go back to the the classic let's start with a genre yeah what kind of genre are we feeling? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, so there are a lot of great action shorts in Warners. We haven't done a lot of action. No, we haven't. Although I almost feel like it'd be it'd be interesting to try something else since the Warner action is so typical played out. So yeah. what would be a genre where like you were like, why did you do a Warner? <laughs> it's like this did not need this. Yeah. I mean, low key, I really like oneers because if an actor has to do something real emotional or really challenging scene when there are no cuts it almost makes the performance feel more real yeah Yeah, because when there are no cuts like you know that nothing is being hidden that this is just this is it bare performance performance. yeah barry has a lot of really long shots in it 
I started rewatching the first season. Yeah. So that way, by the time I'm done with season one and two, the third one should be out. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. Dude, are you enjoying it? I am, man. It's so good. You still in season one? No, I'm in season three. Oh, you're in season I just three have now? a few more left. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> yeah, but they they do a really good job of even just like dialogue scenes that typically would be just shot reverse shot. It's mm-hmm. just all like the camera planted in one location. Mm-hmm. And then the actors are just blocked and stuff happens to where the shot feels interesting. Yeah. So it's all, it's like the best of film and theater where you're getting the raw theater performance, but there's still like that's camera work staging. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So what if we did... <laughs> so wait, what genre... Uh, I didn't say it. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> just not action, not a fight scene. Let's yeah, not do a, action. Let's, I think you said all that just to kind of be like, maybe we should do something like dialogue-y. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Okay, cool. So dialogue-y. I don't want to do like a marriage story because yeah. that was like a one-er. Yeah, that, either, I, yeah. That kind of stuff I think is boring. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's really good and all, but also it's kind of like add something silly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what if, what if, okay, we do a, man, a marriage story, but we add something silly. That's our, let's that's do our it. shot. Let's right? do it. Let's, let's do it. The first thing that popped in my head when I think of a marriage story, but, but silly is one of them is a Muppet. I, I was actually, I was thinking like very similar. I was thinking it's like a very serious, depressing divorce, but like they're one of them's like an aliens animated or, character. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's because that's a th- uh, the Chippendale movie came out. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, or I even man, I I love raccoons, and there is like a Twitter page that posts a picture of a raccoon every hour, and I think like it's so fun whenever you see a raccoon and it seems like it has like a human expression where it's like the raccoon just looks like, Oh, it's been such a long day at work, man. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a woman or like there's a sad raccoon with its, with its head out of a car and you just imagine the tears and the night sky is like a shooting star. (laughs) Cause I'm just a raccoon right now. Coon right now. Okay, so it's a human woman and a raccoon, <laughs> which uh, if you've ever watched uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's um, theater, uh, their Broadway play, yes. uh, Oh Hello, there's a subplot where Nick Kroll's character is in love with a raccoon. A, a raccoon. A raccoon. <laughs> and I always thought that was a hilarious. Dynamic. Okay, so it's a grown woman <laughs> and a raccoon. Now, is the raccoon like animated or is it like Lion King? Uh, the the remake Lion King where it's like it looks real but it's animated. Yeah, maybe okay. I'm I'm inclined like whatever doubt I'm inclined to like think about what what could we do right now? Okay, which would be like cartoony hand drawn raccoon. Well, not even that because that would take forever. I'd be more like what what's like a costume we could put someone in? <laughs> Wait, so it's someone wearing a raccoon costume. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. That's really funny because that's. I think that's even funnier than an actual rac- raccoon uh-huh. because 
the like we, we can play it completely straight, uh-huh. but it's so undercut by the fact that this is a grown man in a raccoon costume, and we don't mention it. Like we don't talk about it. Like that's not what the argument's about. Like she's not like, why can't you just take life seriously and stop wearing a raccoon costume? No, we don't mention like. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, it's such it's such like a <laughs> it's such a recipe for like a comedy sketch. Yeah, one of my just yeah something very silly, but no, everyone <laughs> like the like the Monty Python like Ministry of Silly Walks. You know that yeah, sketch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely seriously being like, all right, show me your silly walk. Show me your silly walk. But it's a dude in a raccoon costume. Do we want to go with that? Just a dude in a raccoon costume? Huh. I'm still still trying to think of like what drives the scene. I mean, what are they talking about? Well, if we're doing like a like it's 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 gotta be the most dramatic, just sad argument. Yeah. The the only thing I'm thinking about is if it's a woman, human woman in a raccoon. You would you would kind of assume that the raccoon being a raccoon would play part part of like what they're fighting about. Like I would almost think like what what's a situation where it kind of has nothing to do with the argument itself. Or yeah. maybe it's even maybe it's two regular people and like their setting is strange and we don't acknowledge the setting at all. Well what if so it's a it's a one shot. What if, like, the whole short, it's slow. We don't see who she's talking to. It's slowly pushing in mm. on her. She's giving this dramatic mm. monologue about something that we'll come up with. Okay. And then it's as she finishes her monologue, the camera rotates around her into an over the shoulder and it reveals the guy in a raccoon costume. <laughs> so the big punchline is that whole. He just he listened to that whole monologue in a raccoon costume or a real raccoon. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe she's giving some big monologue about their living situation, how he's not respected, her house or whatever, and then you turn around and it's not a person, it's just like the dog or a raccoon or something that would be like i i had a she uh, talks about it like it's a boyfriend or something because you know how like people obsessed with pets like talk about their pets yeah and then the reveal is it's a pet i had a joke one time where or it was like a skit idea where it's a dad sitting his kids down Mm -hmm. and he's explaining he's like hey listen sometimes when they get old um, it's not that they're sick. It's not that they're dying. It's they, we, we need to take them to get put to sleep. And I know it, it seems weird and I know it seems hard, but they're in a lot of pain and it's actually more humane for us to take her and, just get it over with now peacefully where she won't feel any pain and we can all be right there with her and hold her hand the whole way and and I know we're all going to be sad about it and I know death is not fun but we're going to do this as a family so go tell grandma we're ready (laughs) 
<laughs> so you set it up like they're they're teaching their kids yeah. about the dog, and then it's grandma. <laughs> what if we did that? <laughs> Man, that's fun. Does does that go anywhere else? Like, is that an know, that's all I had? <laughs> I was I wrote that when I was like sixteen. <laughs> Uh, in an improv class, nice. we were writing sketches and stuff for this sketch show, and I, that was my sketch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good bit. Hey, man. That's what <laughs> I'm just trying to think, okay, what uh, what do we have so far? What are, what do, what do we like that we're going for? We know that we want it to be played straight, mm-hmm. and then the a big re- reveal... Un- is the punchline yeah so a ridiculous situation played straight and there's a big reveal yeah by either a raccoon <laughs> a human dressed as a raccoon <laughs> or grandma trying to be funny when stuck, stuck in, in a room. room that's what we're doing right now yep. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was two people having a completely like mundane argument mm. you know about their relationship or marriage or whatever but like their house is like burning down or something or like they're on a space station and we see an asteroid hit the ship in the background and they don't stop arguing mm. so the location is so, what makes it absurd so it's just it's like the marriage story fight where adam driver punches the wall but throughout yeah. the whole thing, we see in the background, asteroid hit the ship, lights start blinking, <laughs> and by the end, stuff is catching on fire. But, but they just still... don't, they don't pay any attention. That That's fun. That almost, if you think back to 2020, that's kind of what 2020 felt like. Where like, yeah. it felt like the world was ending, the social order is being upended, and there's a pandemic, and, and, then it's and like... we're like, hey, you want some videos <laughs> gotta go to my job <laughs> who, wants, <Gotta> go. <laughs> who wants content <laughs> <laughs> yeah what if we did because i think the spaceship thing would kind of be hard for a one shot yeah because we would have to leave the spaceship and then come back yeah or they would it would be like they'd be next to a window or something oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. that would be fun because it's just a green screen window <laughs> that's funny we have all the puzzle pieces. We just need to figure out what the puzzle pieces look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, let's think, let's think about the prompt because a oneer, you definitely want a good, you want room to like move around mm-hmm. because yeah, either the camera needs to move around a lot or the people like in the camera need to be moving just mm-hmm. to, like keep things interesting. I mean, you could do five minutes just locked on one person, but. You know, typically like an impressive oneer. Yeah, you want be. stuff happening, hidden cuts, yeah. and yeah. And the best oneers are always the ones where you forget that it is a oneer, or you don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oneers that call attention to themselves are the ones that are kind of like, yeah, that's more so like, yeah, just for style. I remember probably one of the most impressive ones I've seen. It was impressive because I was so into the scene and drawn into the emotion that. It wasn't until the very end where I was just like, wait, wait a minute. There, there was no cuts. Wow. <laughs> have you wait. seen Short Turn 12? No, I have not. Okay. What is that? One of my favorite movies. There's a, there's a scene. It's about 
a woman who works at, I don't know what's it called. It, it's like a shelter for mm. kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But there's a dude who's working with a kid and this kid is very quiet or whatever, but he makes music. And so after a particularly hard day where he misbehaved worker goes in that kid's room and he has like a bongo and he just starts, they just sitting on the bed together. He starts mm-hmm. making a beat and dude who this was, this is actually this, this is Lakeith Stanfield's first role. Oh, I've, I've seen yeah. the, the poster. Yeah. 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 He just starts like doing this song he made and it's like really emotional wow yeah yeah interesting and it just starts as a two shot of both of them and through over like maybe like a minute minute and a half however long it lasts it just goes forward until it's just really tight on his face where it's like just his eyes and nose yeah cool yeah we could do something like that so for example that scene you have a a kid and then his, I guess, instructor or whatever you call him, mm-hmm. or counselor, and there, there's, a, it's a beautiful moment. But one of them is a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I wonder if there's, there's a way to mesh that with the grandma sketch, <laughs> where we're we're pushing in on one. Maybe the kid is holding a dog that's like asleep or something as mm. they're saying that they push it on the kid yeah oh yeah so when you see it in the wide that mm-hmm. that also helps you just be like oh they're talking about that dog yeah but as it gets closer and closer over the two and a half three minutes or whatever mm-hmm. you forget about the dog but the dog's in your mind still because the, yeah. what they're talking about and then it gets closer and closer and closer until it's just the dad's mouth or something and then he's like, go get grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think you're you're focusing on the child that's listening to it, and mm-hmm. the child looks horrified, and you think it's because of the dog. Oh, but he knows it's end, about grandma. At the end, the camera pans over to him. He's like, okay, let's get grandma. Yes, that's the big reveal. Is Okay, is there a way to like draw that sequence out to where there's phases to it? Well, what if we don't what if we don't just stay put in the room, right? Mm-hmm. What if the camera follows them out to the car with with grandma? Yeah. Or I'm I'm thinking more like story oh, structure. So it's you, not just you. the single beat of I'm gonna explain to you what's about to happen. Maybe we'd start with the child is distressed, parents don't know what to do. And finally, the dad has to sit them down, calm her down. Okay, what if it opens, the kid's on the couch with the dog, holding the dog, crying. He's crying, he's holding the dog and crying because the dog is comforting him because he's upset about grandma. Wait, what if the let's go get grandma, that's mm-hmm. not the end of the short? Mm-hmm. We start with him explaining to the child, the dog isn't there in this one. He's just explaining to the child. And we're okay. like, oh, he's talking about a pet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's go get grandma. <laughs> what he really means is grandma's coming with us. But of course, what the child understands it as is, wait, it's he gra- wasn't talking about Fluffy. He's he was talking, talking about, about grandma. <laughs> and so grandma comes out. We pan to grandma in the doorway like, 
are we ready? And then the child is like, no, no, Grandma, run. Run, Grandma. grandma. Run, Grandma. She's like, what's wrong? Why why are you acting like this? No, Grandma, no, no. And he's like, hey, calm down, buddy. And they they lit him up in the car. He's he's like, no. And we followed them out the door into the the minivan. Yes. And you know how it ends is the dog who's been like, asleep on the floor the whole time like comes up and barks at everyone to stop and then they all stop and like what fluffy you're not you're acting normal oh yeah and then what we find out is i've seen several stories of dogs that will fake injuries just for attention <laughs> that's what this whole thing has been oh man yeah yeah okay I, let's let's figure some things out okay uh so we we the the opening shot is that push in on the kid. Yes, and he just we just hear the dad's voiceover, or the you know off screen talking. Or it would it would start as a the two. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. push in on the kid, yeah. And you just hear the dad talking. He's explaining sometimes blah 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 blah. Right when it gets on the kid's like eyes, tight on his eyes, that's when the dad goes. So let's go get grandma. His eyes like are become huge. Yes. And then uh, we whip around and we're f- and we're following the kid as he runs through the house to grandma's room, and he's like, "Grandma, no, no, grandma, no!" And 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 the grandma's like, "What? Come on, let's go. We gotta go to the, we gotta go to the doctor. I, we gotta phrase it to a way where it still seems." Mm-hmm. I think my question is, we need to make it, we need to make it clear to the audience, like, okay, the kid thinks grandma's dying. Yes. So at the beginning, the dad sits the kid down. He's like, hey, buddy, we need to talk. So the kid's going into the conversation blind. Blind. We know that there's like no prior context that we're coming in on. Mm-hmm. And on the. And that's like, you know, he he says it as like he's just casually explaining, you know, sometimes you just you got to do this thing or whatever and then when he says now let's go get grandma kids eyes get wide boom what what grandma yes we we pan around grandma's in the doorway it's like we ready and then the kid is like i don't know what the kid either he would be like no or maybe he tries to play it or maybe he's so secretive he's like shocked like shell shocked he's like (gasps) Uh (laughs) And, and we literally follow his face in a close the whole walk and it feels like the walk to the van is taking him forever because his and he's spiraling and he and they all the like the camera gets into the door first and then he sits down and he puts his seatbelt on and his face is just like oh my god what grandma why, why grandma and then maybe okay they're all about to walk out maybe the kid waits for the dad to walk out first and then locks him out of the house, like shuts the door. Oh yeah. And so we get a great shot of the dad through the door. It's like, Hey, let me back in. The kid's like, no, I won't let you kill grandma. Yeah. I also, we need, we need to tie the dog throughout this whole thing or whatever. But where you're not paying attention to the dog. Yes. I mean, I would think that like the first time we see the dog, is when they're about to walk out of the house or whatever. 
uh, the dad's like walking to the dog. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if the dog is like faking an injury for attention. At what point throughout the short are the events of the short leading to the dog not getting attention? So then it like stands up and barks to get some, thus tying everything together. And that that would be the the big moment where. Okay, so maybe they don't leave the house. Mm-hmm. The dad leaves the house. And I think something that's important is they always say her. Yes. So that way, because the kid thinks uh-huh. her means grandma. Yes. The dad thinks her means the dog. So he locks him out of the house. He's like, what are you doing? Let me back in. No, I won't let you kill her. Ah, we have to. Like, we have to. She's in pain. She needs to go. <laughs> and meanwhile, the grandma is like taking pills or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, we whip over, we see grandma in the kitchen uh, and, and she's like shaking, drinking her water and taking a pill. And, and then the camera whips back over and he's like, no, she's fine. She's fine. And he's like, she's not fine. She need she, and then he's given all the symptoms of what the dog's been doing. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can give the, the, uh, it's been faking it. Mm-hmm. We give the, the kind of what's going on. And then I think the. I think the the big climactic moment that really sells all of it is when grandma talks to him. And grandma's like, "No, it's time." Like <laughs> like and it it is really morbid cuz he's like, "What?" But grandma's talking about the dog. Yes, but <laughs> the like, child is like, "Well, what? I, I guess grandma thinks it's time." Grandma's suicidal <laughs> like grandma I'm trying to think like the phrasing of what grandma could say. It's like sometimes it's just time to say goodbye. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, yeah. that's when the kid just really is just like, yeah, I've lost. Yeah. So again, I'm just trying to think of where the dog fits into the situation. Throughout. Yeah. Cause let's say the dog is faking an injury because whenever it's acting all mopey, People pay attention to dog, yeah, or petting the dog or whatever. Maybe throughout this argument, everyone's paying attention to grandma and not the dog. But then also, you can't open the shot with child petting the dog, because then mm. I don't know if if the dog is going to be like the third act. Yeah, reveal, so it's, it's got to be do we, planted throughout. Where do we the introduce? Short. Yeah, it's it's like we. Chekhov's dog. Yes. <laughs> is what we need. Um But I do I do really like the grandma saying it's time. <laughs> it's and the time. child has to go through this whole emotional journey of letting go of, of grandma. grandma. Yeah. And the kid's like eight. <laughs> yeah. Or or even younger, like six, five or yeah. six. But um Okay, maybe we don't see the dog, but we hear the dog throughout. Well, if the dog if they think the dog's sick, it might not be barking. So I only thought, like, I, I was thinking more like subtly, like in that opening thing, you just hear a dog whimper, and like you yeah. don't really pay that much attention to it. Maybe. Where it's like, oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. And by experience of dogs getting old, they're usually pretty quiet before. Yeah. How does the dog? But the dog's not not necessarily old. It's faking it. Yeah. Although, if the dog was old. They would believe it more. That's true. That's true. The moment where the dog, they realize that the dog is not faking it. What if we make it where after the grandma's like, it's time. 
it's time to go. Like, death isn't a bad thing. It's a sweet release or something <laughs> like that from all the pain. Yeah. And he's just like, what? And he just, uh, maybe the kid runs out the door, runs past the dad. He's like, hey! And he's running in the street. And the dog full sprints and, and saves the kid from getting hit by a car or something. Hmm. Like, the kid's distraught and is running. And then the dog runs out and saves it. And that's how they find out that the dog was faking it. Yeah. Huh. That might be a little too cartoonish. but Yeah. I don't know if, like, a kid would run in the street just out of sadness. I also, I also liked, like, Eddie the short <laughs> with the kid having to accept. That grandma's dead. He, <laughs> yeah. The kid goes through the full five emotional stages, journey. Yeah. Five stages of, of grief. grief. And then... Finds Oops, out wasn't grandma, <laughs> and then the dog's fine too. So all of it was for nothing. Or does there's, that soften the blow? Yeah, there. Okay, there's. <laughs> we're almost there. There's yeah. something about this that isn't working, and it's about the dog. Yeah, we just need to figure out the what dog. If, what if it's okay? What if it's not a dog? Does changing it to something else change? I don't think anything? we can do it. I don't think we can yeah. do it without it as without without it being a dog. Okay, okay. Uh, so let's think about it from the dad's perspective. It's like, oh no, we got to put down the family dog. I'm going to try to Better explain, explain it, it to, to the kid. Okay, let's go to the car. Oh no, I'm out of the house. I'm explaining it, but she's still, she's just so attached to this dog. She won't let me in. Yeah, and they're like yelling at each other through the door. Okay, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not that the dog was faking the injury. What if the dog just dies during the argument? <laughs> I think that's and it. And the dad's like, oh, looks like she's already passed on. Never mind. Oh, man. That's the that's the big punchline. Is the dog, the dog, the dad's holding the dog outside the door. <laughs> the dog, uh, he sets the dog down trying to get back in the house or whatever. Uh, you know, they're having their argument. They're yelling back and forth. It's all like an Abbott and Costello routine because it's like, it's just a miscommunication. The, the, the kid runs to grandma. Grandma gives the big speech of like, it's time. There's no point in living in this agony anymore. <laughs> it's time for the sweet release of death. <laughs> really morbid grandma. And then, and then the camera, <laughs> and then the camera follows back to the dad. The dad's, uh, trying to get back in the like he's using his credit card to try to open the front door mm -hmm. and then he looks he gets in the door opens he goes down to pick up the dog the dog's dead and he goes at the same time the kid and the grandma has made their way to the front door and he goes i'm sorry buddy but she died and the kid goes no and turns to grandma thinking that she's dead already like uh -huh. like you like she's a ghost or something i don't know huh Okay. But you see what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. I definitely see it. So maybe I know when one of my family dogs died. It was all very quiet and old. But when it died, it let out 
one last howl and then <laughs> so, I know it's so, so sad. Up, man. <laughs> that's so messed up. I wasn't there, but my mom described it as like saying one last goodbye oh or something. Oh my god. Man. That's so that was my favorite up. dog too. <laughs> that's so morbid. Right? Oh. Oh man. But I think I think that's the the big ending, that big punch at the end is the dog dies. And then the shock is the kid, when the kid hears she's dead, he thinks she means grandma still. Well, well I would think that grandma's standing next to the kid. Right. I think, I think that was what I was trying to say. He's like, you mean to tell me that grandma's dead and I was talking to a ghost? Oh, well, that doesn't track because if they were talking to a ghost the whole time, why would they have to leave the house to go to <laughs> That's the... That's true. <laughs> well, I didn't mean like a real ghost. Like, yeah. I meant like the kid thinks that he was talking to a ghost. Anyway, it's not a good idea. Uh, the dog lets out a howl and then dies. And then the dash is like, uh, well, never mind. I guess Fluffy passed on already. Okay. And then the kid's like, Fluffy? What about this? The dog lets out a howl and dies. The dad goes, she's dead. And the kid goes, we're losing Fluffy and Grandma? (laughs) What do you mean, Grandma? And then that's how we end the short. What do you mean, Graham? Like th- that's the that's the that's how they find out. Because yeah. the kid goes, "Oh no, we're losing the dog and grandma." <laughs> we need to put like some cap on the kid's journey throughout the whole thing. Because again, the kid for the first time, because usually a pet dying is the first time a kid Deals has to process grief deal with death yeah so you know regardless this is the first time a kid this kid is dealing with it but then the kid gets it in his head that he has to deal with the death of grandma of a human loved one yeah and then in one instant all of a sudden it's like oh never mind (laughs) what is yeah what does the kid do what does the dad do well i guess let's put ourselves in that headspace if you thought that your grandma was about to die, but then your dog just drops dead instead. Do you feel relief? Because, like, we're losing Fluffy and Grandma. And that's like, Grandma? Grandma? I just, it's Fluffy, our sick dog. The kid just has the moment of realization. Let's and then maybe grandma. the kid just goes, okay, cool. <laughs> like like he processed he went through all the stages of grief for grandma mm-hmm. and then grandma's still alive but the dog dies so he's kind of already processed it and so he's just like cool <laughs> okay Does the kid just go back to doing whatever yeah i think that's i think that's funny maybe we okay so we opened the short with the kid is like playing with toy cars or something with the dad comes up to explain mm. the whole thing and it just ends with the kid going you know the dad's like no not grandma fluffy kid just stares there's a fluffy stares at grandma it's like uh, and, and then just completely so it's just like it's like uh okay and then just walks back and just keeps playing with cars with- i like it hmm. yeah one other thing i was thinking about is if kid locks dad out of the house what's stopping grandma from unlocking the door well i I, that's the thing is like i think uh grandma's trying to grandma's priority is calming down the kid 
or or that it, maybe it takes place in the kitchen. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't even know that the dad's locked out. You know what I mean? Hmm. But they've been making so much noise. Yeah. Well, I mean, old people can't hear well. <laughs> uh, well, I think I just saw it as like that. That could literally be what. Why she's like, why did you lock your dad out? And then he was like, because I don't want, I don't want, I don't want him to take, or I, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want him to go. Or we got to find a way to. We would write it to where there's a. It's phrased where he means her. Yeah. But or or it could be it could just add something to the the camera work where the kid is also keeping grandma from coming to the door. Yeah, 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 could, yeah. And grandma, because grandma's trying to comfort him and give him words of wisdom about death with the mm-hmm. dog. And and so it's just like, her son being locked on, on the front porch is really not that big of a deal. <laughs> She's like, well, I'll open the door in a second. Let's focus on this. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I have one thing that I need to add for the end okay the dad everything solved he walks over the kid walks over to plays with the cars the mom walks in she had been upstairs getting ready or something she's in a full raccoon outfit (laughs) and she goes who's ready to put down the dog (laughs) and then boom cut to black and then that's the short oh my god (laughs) we gotta have that one little absurdism (laughs) Because it's pretty tame. It's pretty tame all throughout. Wait, what if? <laughs> okay, it's not. It's not the mob, but there's there's been a sibling the whole time. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> Our main character is a little girl. Okay, or, yeah. Or actually, it can be either gender. It doesn't matter. But like the other sibling comes in. Let's do. Like, yeah. Dad, put down the dog. And and she's wearing a t-shirt that says "Rip Fluffy." <laughs> And she's got and she's got like a stuffed dog head on a stick, and it's almost like a sporting event. Let's do it's the little boy that's the one that thinks grandma's dying. Uh-huh. And then the older sister is kind of this demented <laughs> little girl where she thinks that it's like a sporting event to watch the dog get put down. And don't tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it would be so funny if she's like, let's go put down the dog. And then the dad's like, oh, honey, the dog's dead. And she goes, I always miss everything. And then she storms back upstairs. <laughs> I think I think you got to edit right on the let's let's go put, put down, down the dog. dog. Cut. Cut to black right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I will not take no for an answer. <laughs> Okay, you know that's so, hilarious. You know that's so funny. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of if there's any other spots in this short. So okay, just thinking in terms of like beginning, middle, and the beginning is explaining. Yep. You know, sometimes you gotta, you know, you'll you'll have to say that whole bit for me again before we do the, the yeah, outline. Yeah, fine. But yeah, that bit. Then beginning ends the with the grandma. The midpoint is, is locking dad out of the house. Yeah. Geographically, where's the dog? Is the dad holding yeah, the dog? Yeah, the, the dad's holding the dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the dog's on the other side. Okay. The dad's like, no, this has to happen. Kids, no. Grandma's trying to remember him the whole time and say, sometimes this has to happen. Yeah. 
And then, of course, yeah, the middle part would close with the grandma giving that speech. uh, Yes. The morbid, suicidal speech. Sometimes that's just what's best is just this sweet release when you're in a lot of pain Pain. like that. Meanwhile, her old hands are shaking and the child's like, no, grandma, no. And then. But, of course, the dad talks in the end. The child finally hits the last stage of grief, acceptance. Like, he walks over, unlatches the door. The dad does his speech. I think we missed a part there where the dad gets, like, I, uh, the kid and the grandma, after the grandma gives the speech, they walk over to the door mm-hmm. and they open the door for the dad. Right? So that way they can all three be together when yeah. the dog dies. Okay, I'm trying to think what's what's just the best way to execute that dog punchline because okay we we're thinking about it from the kids perspective but from the audience perspective we all know that Mm. he's talking about the dog right maybe the dad puts down the dog to open the door Mm -hmm. they have a moment where they hug it out then the dad bends out to pick the dog back up it's not moving dad's like oh never mind looks like the looks like she's already dead and he's like we're losing Fluffy she, and Grandma? Like, no, just Fluffy. Oh, she's just staring around. I realized I was doing it, but this is an audio Yeah, format. yeah, I, I, I had the same realization because I was also like... <laughs> we were looking around the room dramatically. Yeah, so the kid, having just gone through this whole journey, walks back over to where it was, just shot. And just plays Sister comes in. Time to put down the dog, cut to black. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's a fun one, man. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So now I'm just trying to think of how how to like fit this mm-hmm. in the short. We could leave this part in. Okay. Because with this speech, we're talking about putting someone down. Yeah. So I definitely think we have to begin the short at the beginning of the conversation. Just so, yeah, yeah we aren't. There's no context for missing. We know exactly what the kid has heard. So mm-hmm. it's like funnier that the kid's misinterpreting it. Absolutely. Yeah. So how how does the dad just open on that? Is he like, let's uh need to talk to your son, you know. He can't say so and so. He's getting older or whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure you've noticed a, a certain member of our family is just something that's like that. It. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I I bet you've noticed a certain member of our family is getting older. That's it. That's perfect. Yeah. And then to play into the wonder, mm-hmm. maybe we open on the dad sitting down next to the son as the dad's talking. We slowly pan over to the dog. We see the dog, and maybe we pan over to Grandma, see Grandma, and then circle back around too. How does a? Because oh, we 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 want to see the dog and Grandma, so we know where the. Here's how we lies. do it. Here's how we do it. Okay. The camera starts on Dad. Mm-hmm. As it pans over, the dog is sitting between them on the couch. Okay. Behind the couch is a picture of of the little boy, the sister, and Grandma. And grandma's in the in the middle. 
So that sets up, there's grandma, we see grandma. It also sets up the sister for later. Yeah. And that way we can see both the dog and grandma at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I was trying to think, if the dog is like truly sick or whatever, it might just not be like chilling in the middle of the family or whatever. Mm. Also, when dogs get that sick, they can't even like hop on furniture or whatever. Yeah. So just, yeah, but but I like, just trying to think geographically what makes the most sense. I definitely love the idea of there's a family photo nearby mm-hmm. and we see it. So we see the whole family. And then after that, we would want to see. Hmm. I mean, where would the dog be? You know. How about the How about the dad is holding the okay. dog? He's okay. already picked it up. They're about to walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. So that way we can still do the. Yeah, yeah. So our oneer starts at the two shot. He sits down holding the dog. So we clearly know that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Tiles like next to a. Not a coffee table, but like some piece of furniture. I forget what it'd be called where there is like yeah. a family photo. Like a mantle or something. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, there's something with a painting or a picture. Yeah. Or yeah, we would go like tight on his face. We would shift focus to that. And we'd pan over to the really sick dog. And then in circling back around to the child, we would just randomly see Grandma. Mm-hmm. At the end, when the child goes, Grandma, we could start paying the opposite way back to the grandma we just saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. His, uh, as long as we have that shot of his eyes getting really yes. big, when he's like, "All right, let's go get Grandma," <gasps> and he's like, you see his eyes, and then it racks focus, and you see Grandma's painting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it. That that helps. The oneer helps along the story that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think Woo! we got it. Filmmaking, baby. Yeah. giant wonder all of this is in one take names <laughs> oh names. i didn't think about names the dog's fluffy yeah grandma's, grandma's grandma. grandma we don't dad's dad just who's the we just need a kid's name uh weston weston okay this is a short film that's all <laughs> one shot it's one giant wonder so we open on weston who's playing on the living room floor. Weston's dad walks in frame, holding a little fluffy dog, sits down on the floor. The kid's playing. That's like a, hey there, buddy. Uh, I just, I, we need to talk real quick. Just wanna, just wanted to talk to my son about something important. He's like, okay, dad. Dad doesn't really know how to say this. But he's just like, so I, I bet you've noticed a certain member of our family just has, has kind of not been their normal selves recently. And throughout this whole thing, the kid's just looking, just staring at him. 
not really knowing what he's getting at. The dad's bumbling through it. He's like, certain member of our family. It's not like moving around how they usually did. Uh, and you know, it's just, it's part of life, which you'll you'll learn as you grow older is everyone everyone gets older and at a certain point you just can't just can't get older anymore and sometimes when people get older and their bones hurt they're just living in a a constant pain and it's it's not it's not a great way to live you know son and sometimes it's just the right thing to take them to the doctor and we put them to sleep it's just like when you go to bed every night except this time maybe they don't wake up you know but it's not it's not a bad thing it's completely painless they don't feel anything they'll just go at peace and we'll all be there with her we'll be there as a family be there with her it's all of us together and you know it's a sad thing but that's that's just how how it goes throughout this whole thing the camera is pushing in on the child when he talks about them being old or their bones hurt or whatever <laughs> we're panning over <laughs> we pan over the child's shoulder, we rack focus, and we see a family photo of the child, a dad, mom, a sibling, a grandma, and the dog, very young, in the center. And then we pan over to the dog older that the dad's holding, and it's not really moving around a whole lot. And then the camera starts to pan. We quickly go through, just like the rest of the living room, real quick, and then we see Grandma <laughs> kind of sitting on the other side of the living room. We pan back over. Yeah, it's just a whole circular motion. We go back over to the child, push in on the child's face. When it ends, we're really tight on his eyes. And the end is like, we'll all be there. We'll be there as a family, all together. Do you, do you understand? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dad's like, Let's go get grandma. And then the child's eyes get real wide. It's like, grandma? (laughs) (laughs) The camera pushes out. The dad stands up. He's walking towards the door. Pan over to to grandma. I think I said she was in the living room before. Now she's in the other room. She's in the kitchen. Grandma comes out of the kitchen. Is it time? And then we pan over to the child. It's like, Grandma Pan back over to the dad with the dog He's he's about to walk out of the door And then the child brings into action And when the dad crosses the threshold of the door He's like, oh, my key's still on the rack (laughs) And then the the kid just slams the door right in his face Dad fidgets with the the doorknob It's locked He's like, Weston! Weston, let me in. Let me in, Weston. Weston's like, no, no, you can't do it. <laughs> can't do it, Dad. And Dad's like, son, we have, we have to. This is the only way. This is like, no, no, we can't. And of course, we're going through the five stages of grief. So before it was denial, 
and now we're in the anger phase. This <laughs> is like, we can't kill her. <laughs> Dad's like, son, I, I know it's hard, but she she's in a lot of pain, and I promise you, this is this is just how how it has to go. She's like, no, I won't let you. So please let me in. The grandma hears all the commotion. She starts to come over. It's like, oh, what have you locked your father out of the house or whatever? And then <laughs> the child starts pushing grandma away. It's like, no, you can't let him in. No, you can't. <laughs> Grandma's like, oh, I know, I know the song. It's like, no, we can't. Please. Now we're in the bargaining phase. She's bargaining with the grandma. Grandma's trying to work out some sort of situation <laughs> where she'll let him open the door. Of course, the dad is shouting through the door. Of course, we're, we're still a wonder, and now we've panned over, and we're just focused on the the child and the grandma that have receded back into the house. And so they're arguing or whatever. We're hearing the dad off camera trying to get in, and then finally the grandma is like, "Oh, you need to you need to settle down, dear. You need to settle down. Listen, this is <laughs> this is just part of getting older, dear. <laughs> Something, Lord knows, I know. I'm I'm very old, but uh, when your time comes, it's it's just your time. I know it's hard to learn this right now, dear, but it's better to learn this sooner than later. This will this will be the first of many in your lifetime. But and I promise it, it doesn't get any easier, but it's just part of life. And now we're fully at the d- depression phase. Weston's eyes are real wide hearing his own grandma say this. <laughs> he puts his hands down. He's like, but... <laughs> but I'll be I'll be sad, and then the grandma's like, "Well, we'll all be sad, dear. But sadness is just it's it's just your love for someone just traveling across death to be with them." <laughs> <laughs> you all right? She's like, oh, "Oh, okay, okay." And then the dad's like, "Can you can you let me in?" Weston's just like, "Okay." Weston unlocks the door. There's like a door and a screen door. He unlocks the door. Dad puts down the dog to like shimmy open the screen door. It doesn't open the first time. They never do. And then he puts down the dog (laughs) to do that. He comes in and he hugs the kid. He's like, you you okay? And then we're in the acceptance stage where he's like, oh, okay, dad. (laughs) He's like, okay, let's do this. And then we just hear a, Dad looks down at the dog. He's like, "Oh, uh, actually, never mind. It, it, it looks like Fluffy actually just passed on. Fluffy, Fluffy just transitioned." <laughs> and then the kid's like, "What? First Grandma, now Fl- we're losing Fluffy and Grandma." <laughs> and then the dad's like, "What?" No! Oh, man. No, we weren't killing... We're, just, we're, we're going to put Fluffy down! And then the grandma's like, No, we weren't... No! And then the kid, just wide-eyed, just stands there completely still. And of course, our wonder camera is just panning all around in another, like, complete 360. So we see the child, then the grandma, then the dad, then back to the child. <laughs> child then just walks back over where he was before sits down (laughs) and is like going through the motions of playing with the truck but is still just wide eyes dead man just staring completely ahead (laughs) 
and then we pan over the sister comes downstairs it's like is it time to kill the dog and then case cut to black <laughs> man i really like that it's it's a journey it's, it's and i think if we were to do it for real there would there would be a lot of like having to plan out how like the oneer would work in the space work in the space lend itself to the story but i think there's room for it and yeah watching watching a child not only go through the five stages of grief but going through the five stages of grief in a completely unbroken one shot i think lends wild. itself to the craziness yeah of the whole journey so i, I yeah i think it's I think cool it's fun. Yeah. and and i'm glad that we got to utilize that idea I wrote when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought I yeah. would ever say that again. <laughs> yeah, that it's real funny for 16. Yeah, that's, that's Thanks, good. Thanks, man. <laughs> I think I got less funny as I got older. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got some fun name ideas. Okay. There's like some real artsy ones like saying goodbye. Yeah. Because that's kind of like, uh-huh. that doesn't give away. Then there's... uh. The five stages of grief from the perspective of an eight-year-old, like a really long title. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, putting them down, which when you yeah. read that, you're like, uh-huh. "What is that?" Like you don't realize that that means like physically putting them down. Yeah. Um, uh, coming to terms. Mm-hmm. I thought of some, but they kind of give away the the plot. Like it was like um, like. Let's put down grandma. Like, yeah, yeah. But that I think that does exactly, that's not good. Yeah. That gives it away. Um, I kind of like where you're going with the vibe of coming to terms or whatever. We just need something a little more specific. Yeah. Or something that I like the title kind of playing off it being like a real emotional type but thing. It just exactly. needs to be less generic. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. It's still like, it is that, but also catches the eye a little. I was looking up phrases of like yeah. around, around that idea. Uh, confused morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put, putting her down is close. Putting her down or put, putting them down. It's not a hundred percent, but that's, 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 putting her down. it's almost there. Putting them down. Putting her down. Putting, I, th- what if we just did putting her down? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we and can if do that. we ever do this for real, we can workshop it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this has been Putting Her Down, written by Robert Therrell and Chase Bridges. Turn the airplane <laughs> in the night sky like a shooting star. Now, I'm putting raccoons in the bowl. We got to do a <laughs> we raccoon. We got to do some thing, raccoons, <laughs> man. What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening. I'm bringing the auto tube back. We got ad libs, y'all. Hey, guys, if you want to submit a story topic that goes into our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode, you can email that to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your story ideas and you could be responsible for the next written by episode written by podcast at gmail.com guys our instagram is at written by pod on instagram it's the best place to stay up to date with everything we're doing guys we're almost at a thousand followers 
We're at like 920 or 30 or something like that. We've been running that page up. It's all thanks to you. If you're new and you're from the Instagram page, welcome. We're, we're, we're so glad to have you. We also have a Twitter page. We're written by Pod on Twitter. Check us out there. Chase, he is going through all of the Scooby-Doo series, movies, TV, any Scooby-Doo media. He's starting at the very beginning, and he is documenting his entire journey on the Twitter. So, at Written by Pod on Twitter, check it out. Anyway, I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert two underscores Isaac and Chase at Chase Bridges two underscores. Guys, we also have Letterboxd. We're getting more active there. I'm at Robert two underscores Isaac there, and Chase is at Bridges Parody. Check us out, y'all. And then finally, there is still time to vote for the Rival Pitches episode from last week, our Hot Rod sequel, Hot Rod 2. Which person do you think has the best Hot Rod pitch? You can leave a comment from our post from last week. And lastly, yesterday was Chase Bridges' birthday, so everyone comment on a written by post. 